0: Hello, welcome, and would you look at this mess? I'm your host, Kate, and the purpose of this podcast is to trace, explore, and celebrate the unconventionality that lives within all of us. Hello, and welcome back. We are back for another episode. Uh, I'm gonna say that this one fits into the unconventional theme because this is an unconventional time for all of us. (laughs) So the focus of this episode is going to be on children returning to school in COVID times. It is now September the 22nd. We are officially into the fall, so happy fall, y'all. And uh, kids have been back to school now for, well, depending on the age and whatnot, uh, two weeks. But my daughter, our daughter, what started school again last Tuesday. So she's been in, in school for a week today. And I wanted to talk about this stuff because I want this to actually operate as a capsule episode because things are going to change. They're going to change. And the, the, the I, I would say, the most anxiety-provoking part of all of this experience for us is that um, we don't know what's going to change, and we don't know when. It's the, this level of uncertainty that we all feel, which is crippling. So I thought I'd better have some conversation about this at this point, and then we can look back on it in a few weeks or a few months and, and even a few years from now and see where we are. So uh, I guess I'm going to start by saying that we initially, for, for a long time, basically since the schools closed in March, I had said, A, the kids were not going back to school at the before the end of the year, which they did not, and B, that they wouldn't be going back to school in September. I really did not think that they were going to be going back. Um, so it certainly came as a huge surprise to me when the government was like, hey, we're going to go back to school and it's going to be totally normal. Everything's going back basically the same as where we left it. And I thought, hey, that's, that doesn't make a lot of sense. So of course they left it to individual school boards. We are in the Hamilton Wentworth district school board. So our school board did implement some of their own strategies to help, um, you know, slow the spread while kids return to school, so things like mask wearing and reducing class sizes and some other measures that are in class that keep the kids from sharing things and being too close to each other and all of that stuff. So at any rate, uh, it wasn't until basically the last week of August that Nick finally convinced me that it was a it was a positive thing to send Emily back to school and. I mean, I've said this all along, I am not comfortable with this decision, I wasn't, I I really, really did not want to send her, but at the same time, it was uh, partly a recognition for me that I really needed that time for her to be in school. We both needed it, but especially me, I have been home with the kids for six months I mean, I love my children dearly and it has gotten easier for sure over the summer and stuff, but it was very, very hard and it's going to be hard again. And that's the thing is that we can already kind of see that another lockdown is coming. We don't know to what extent, again, the uncertainty is just unbearable, (laughs) but we know that restrictions are coming. So there was this sense of Take it while you have it because it's gonna go away. And and the weather had plays such a huge part in this. I've never been so acutely aware of weather <laughs> being Canadian in my life. So, you know, I I know that as the season changes the, uh, my ability to entertain my children to keep them doing things having them outside and playing and going for walks and being at the park and those sorts of things and over the summer we got to we got to go to the beach and stuff too so that was quite fun but those things are going to come to an end so again i had to really look deep inside myself and think okay i have an opportunity here to catch my breath and have just one child home with me and give our daughter the opportunity to socialize at least a little bit see her friends get some stimulation for that little spongy brain that she's got that she just loves to learn uh, where I'm not able and I I wasn't able to provide the level of education and stimulation that she really loves and that that they can make benefit make use of can be beneficial to them at this age so I said, okay, fine, we'll send her. (laughs) And like I said, I was uh, initially, I felt like physically ill thinking about it. (laughs) And as time has gone on, of course, with all things, when you make a decision, um, you adjust to it, your brain starts to become more normalized. And so it gets a little bit less stressful. I watch on Twitter every day. I watch this one particular user has been posting really in-depth, detailed analyses and reports on what cases are looking like in the province and goes by region, so paying close attention to what areas around us are picking up and what our area is doing, and so far we we seem to be managing it quite well. Again, it's not going to last. You know, there's only so much that can be done with people interacting with other people to reduce the spread. It's just it's an imperfect system, and uh, we're we're all vectors for this. So, yeah, I uh, <laughs> I'm deeply uncomfortable with with all of this, but at the same time, I've felt in the last few days, I've felt very at peace with the fact that I get to spend some time with my son who is young. I forfeited the opportunity to really bond closely with him as a baby because I went to writing my thesis full-time and then I was working full-time from the time that he was uh, four months old. And, you know, I've said this before, but even if I had, um, or I've said this in other places before, not on the podcast. Anyway, even if I had stayed home with him at that point in his life, we still had Emmeline, our daughter, home full-time too. So he and I would never have had the opportunity to spend that time together. And so now, for the first time in his life, we have a little bit of time that we can can enjoy just him and I. And so that's kind of nice. Um, We're enjoying that and I've felt a slight alleviation of stress that I'm not able to be everything for my children when they're home Um, just because it's, it's exhausting for me. Even though I'm technically not working, I do have some things that I'm working on, including this podcast, which require my undivided attention. So the kids end up doing other things, um luckily Bobby is young enough still that even if the TV goes on for him he gets distracted pretty easily so I'm not as concerned about him being in front of the television for hours at a time because he will get distracted he will start to play on his own and, and actually, I say that as an age thing, but it could just be a personality thing, too, because Emmeline is just not like that. She's very much like me, where if she gets sucked into something, she's, she's in it for the long haul. So he's a little different, and again, hoping that it's a personality trait and not just an age thing, that he'll go and he'll play on his own for a long time, too. So I feel a little bit less... Um, responsible for him sitting around all day while well, I do things. Um, of course, that's not every day. Yesterday, we spent most of the day outside. It was so beautiful, and he was having such a good time playing at the park, and we were riding bikes, and it was nice. Um, anyway, but the point of this episode is meant to be about school. So yeah, I, I had intended initially to to have Emmeline home for school. And I flip flopped back and forth about what kind of school, like what what sort of framework we were going to be working within, and I say going to, but of course, um, we are. There is the reality that at some stage she's going to be home, and we'll have to implement at least some of this stuff. But I felt that when I was looking at homeschooling, I thought I I don't want to put a lot of pressure on myself to perform essentially to be the mom who can do all of the education and do all of the the activities and things like that. And luckily she's in senior kindergarten this year, so there's not a whole lot of um, academic stuff that goes into it, but there are lots of activities that the teachers can give you that you can do with your kids that help them learn experientially. And that's all good, but like when, when school went Virtual in the spring, things of course were quite different because it was a very um, uncertain time. We were all reeling from what was going on, so it was challenging because you're as an individual, you're trying to work through your own stuff. Your children are trying to work through their stuff, and then you're trying to also do some kind of educational basis for your day with your kids. And it was just, it was very hard. And so when I think about homeschooling, that's where my brain goes, even though I know it would be different if we were to do it now. So anyway, when I was looking at what to do in terms of how I was going to structure the education, it was going, my my intention is basically to do a little bit of foundational stuff, like doing some reading and writing and any kind of math that she wants to do, we can integrate iPad with that. Um, but I also love, you know, having pen and paper and just coloring. And probably I think when it does go virtual again, the teacher will likely do what she did last year, which is putting up a blog and then having daily things that she puts on the blog for activities. And so maybe picking one, maybe two activities to do each day with her because, the major source of, of disruption in this pursuit is that she has a younger brother who likes to be a part of things but also likes to destroy things and is not quite there yet in terms of sitting at a desk and just doing something on his own. So I'm trying to be mindful of that because again at some point we're going to have to go virtual and we're going to have to start doing the homeschooling stuff. So I'm starting to prepare myself now. I've actually gone out and gotten some supplies that I think, you know, things that are like cute and fun and floral that she'll like, and that will help us, um, mentally and just sort of visually get into it because it's hard to do that. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's hard to get into the mental space of like doing schoolwork. Um, I'm in the process of, of reconfiguring our, our living room a little bit. And as I do that, I'm going to figure out how to get a little desk in there for her so that when the time comes, she'll have a space to work from because our dining table is right smack in the middle of our kitchen. It's not a great space to sit down and do anything that requires any kind of concentration. And I'm hopeful that we can start to get into a pattern of Emily's going to sit and do work here for a little bit and Bobby and I can be elsewhere or I can sort of help help him figure out how not to be interfering in her space while she works. Who knows how that'll go, but we'll see. So that's my plan at this stage. Um yeah, just uh it's it's interesting having her at school. Things are so different there and I feel so sad for them in general. They just like, you know, they don't get to to hang out with all of their friends. They only have the friends in their class. And even that, they're still being distanced from each other. So they can't have that same level of physical connection and stuff that they normally would. Someone like Emmeline really benefits from that kind of stuff. She loves to give hugs and stuff like that. So that's hard. I, don't, I actually don't know if they're allowed to actually give hugs. I assume that there is at least a little bit of touching going on between them because they're four- and five-year-olds. There's only so much that you can prevent. Her class is supposed to have 20 kids in it, but I know that there are a number of them who have not been going, so it's a little bit less than 20, which is great. Um, I feel very confident in her teacher. Her teacher is like a veteran kindergarten teacher and, um, she just, she just cares about those kids so much. And you can tell that she's, she takes these things seriously. So that's really helpful too. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a stressful time. (laughs) We all have our, our stuff that we're constantly mulling, And, um, I guess, so the, the word on the street, literally the word on the street as of yesterday is that there are some rumors that school is going to close after Thanksgiving. I don't know. I, I mean, nobody can know because there's, we're going to have to get to a point where we hit a tipping point with cases that we, we think, okay, now we, we need to actually start to, to peter out. But, I mean, uh it's so it's so frustrating when you look at how the government and everybody is is moving through this stuff because you know, like we opened bars at the same time as we opened schools. Nick got called back into or his whole company was was sent out an email saying everyone has to go back to in-office full-time work as of like this week. And so there's just these things that we're doing where we're we're thinking like could you not be better prioritizing the fact that we think that children should be in school. This is something that we all feel is very important and we need to protect that. But we're doing all these other things that are also increasing exposures and contacts and things. So we're just really asking for another lockdown or another shutdown. And I feel that the longer we continue to push uh, these things without... Uh, putting more restrictions in place. I guess right now, the restrictions that are that we are, have in place is gatherings. We can't have more than 10 people in our house. We can't have more than t- 25 people outdoors. Masks are highly recommended in these social situa- situations. But aside from that, there's really no other restrictions in place. And yeah, so Nick and I are both feeling like it will be frustrating if we we don't start to pull back on some things and then suddenly... We have to lock down again because we've hit that tipping point. It's too late now and we're back to where we were in March and the kids have to be coming out of school and it's just more of a disaster. Um, We know that the evidence shows that, that women are being most penalized in this situation because they're the ones who have to be home from work. Um, in these scenarios, for the most part, of course, I know several, you know, families where that where dad is staying home or dad is doing the childcare thing, but that is not the norm. That's not the typical situation. So women are really losing out in this in this scenario. Um, myself included. You know, I lost my job when I when things uh, started to go down in in March and then that was my retail job and then I was supposed to be going back to my field job in the spring and summer, but because I was tied to the house, that's not something that I can do from home. <laughs> Can't dig a, <laughs> dig as a unit from home. So um, I've lost out on almost all employment since March. I think I've been out in the field six days so far this season and three of them were not even half days. So it's been minimal. And, you know, it is what it is. I'm the mom. I make very little money compared to Nick, so it just makes sense. But this, I think, is is what the standard situation looks like for women and in an era and in a time when we are talking about how much progress we've made getting women into the workforce and supporting women in these ways. It, it does lay, lay bare a lot of the 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 problems that still exist uh which is you know on one hand you're kind of like okay well now we can see these things we can see the glaring problems they're they're really staring in the face now versus um before it was a little bit less obvious so yeah I guess that's that's kind of the the benefit of the situation I don't know Uh, but it's it's somewhere, it's something that we can grow through. So that's, that's good. And hopefully we do. I mean, that's, (laughs) that's something where I'm like, oh, well, when we exist in a imperialist, uh, white supremacist, patriarchal capitalist, capitalist society, uh, it's hard to even take those, those instances and really grow from them. So we'll see how it goes. But, uh, Yeah, so Emmeline's in school for now when she gets sent home from being in school at whatever stage that is. Um, And we don't know if it'll be permanent either. There might be just periods of shutdowns for schools until they can get cases down. Who knows how that'll go. Some schools are already closed, actually. A couple, I think, in Ottawa. Um, Ottawa and Toronto and Toronto area have been seeing pretty significant rises in cases and some um, outbreaks at some schools. So they're already closing down. But yeah, when she does inevitably have to come home, we will we will have it set up and prepared to do our best to get some schooling in while she's home. But I'm also not going to place a high expectation on myself to do that because um, that would just be setting myself up for disaster. And I think if you're in a similar situation, you should also give yourself some grace and also realize that these are unprecedented times it's um, going to be very unconventional learning and education for some time and we have to be able to get through this so you've got to be able to do what you have to do to um, to survive it and maybe if you're lucky you can thrive I mean some people are thriving but it's not common as far as I can tell so that's what I've got to share with you for today kind of a short one but Yeah, capsule episode by the time this is released actually it'll be a couple of weeks from now so i'll also be curious to see how things have changed by then and maybe i'll do another one a little update by that point we'll see if anything changes significantly before between now and then and otherwise i hope that you are doing well and that you continue to do well and thank you for joining me again today and I would be so grateful if you could rate and review the podcast on whatever platform that you're on and if you want to be up to date on all the episodes as they come out then you can subscribe and share and uh, let's get this podcast into some more ears okay thank you have a good one we'll see you next time